0: Living your story right now in this moment. You know, no two stories are alike. We are all unique. We all have a different lens through which we see the world. We all have something to contribute, to share, to be. That uniqueness takes courage. It's not easy to stand in your truth. It's not easy to let yourself be vulnerable, to be really seen. To be really heard. So many of us hide. So many of us stay hidden. So many of us make the choice to step forward. To own who we are. To own our stories. To share our voice. The tide is turning. We're moving into a space of deeper vulnerability, courage, authenticity, and love. We're moving closer to greater self-love, self-acceptance, honesty, and empowerment. To get there, to get to that space, means we have to authentically share who we are. It means we have to authentically show up as our true selves. The magic is in sharing who you are. The magic is in sharing your story that's where this series comes in. Own your voice. Love yourself. Stay true to your story. Dive deep into your vulnerability. Shine in your authenticity. Once you do, there's no stopping you. Stay honest. Stay brave. Stay true to who you are. Welcome to Seek the Joy podcast, the power of storytelling.
1: My name is Megan Moran. I am one of the founders of Think Global. We started Think Global. At the beginning of this year, um, 2020, we actually started in St. Petersburg, Florida as a pop-up concept where we were women-focused. We hosted these pop-up co-working days where we would occupy a restaurant or a coffee shop um, and pretty much run it as a co-working space. Within three months, the first month we attracted, we had 12 women. The third month, we had anywhere from 150 to 200 women showing up. What inspired us to do this work is that the lack of opportunity that we saw when we were working out of a boutique co-working space, there were so... the Co-working spaces um, oftentimes are targeted towards a certain demographic, particularly white males that work in tech, middle class to higher income, individuals that have jobs that give them the luxury of working remotely. Um, One of the things that we realized when we were doing our pop-up concept is that we were servicing women, but we weren't servicing anyone of color. Janine and I oftentimes were the only two women of color in the room. So we wanted to take a break and travel the country and visit other co working spaces to see how we can fulfill the need in minority communities. So, long story short, after taking some time to travel and literally visiting so many WeWorks and other boutique spaces, we decided to move to Miami, Florida and open up a space in a community called Little River, which is now well, it was originally called Little Haiti, which is now Little River and is a predominantly minority community. And we did this because oftentimes in these communities, they lack a resource hub, especially a resource hub that is nice and inspiring and allows for them to produce their best work. What lights us up and brings us joy? Hmm, great question. The thing, I mean, Janine and I, we call ourselves servant leaders. I mean, as entrepreneurs, I feel like we're all servant leaders. And what brings us the most joy is when those success stories come out of our spaces. When we see someone leave their nine to five and open up their business and it's able to sustain, I think that's what brings us the most joy. The practices that help us stay grounded are one, the principles that we follow, honesty, hard work, and dedication, and persistence. Um, Those help us stay grounded every single day. Um, As far as tools, I mean, the honest to God truth is you just have to keep going no matter what, Um, and you just have to do what's necessary in order to sustain and grow your business. Hmm, what would your younger self think about what you're doing now? Oh my God, that's such a good question. My younger self, what would I think? Hmm. I think that my younger self would be really proud. Yeah, I think my younger self would be really proud of the person that I am now, that I am literally doing anything and everything that it takes to make Think Global successful. My go-to mantra affirmation is, I can, I will. What is your biggest dream? My biggest dream, and I think this would be Janine's too, is um, to have multiple locations of Think Global across the globe. We're very strategic when we name the company Think Global. As we don't see this just a problem in the United States, this is a global problem. There are No hubs that are in minority communities or in just communities that lack the resources that we need in order to be successful. Oftentimes, you see them in your downtowns and um, your middle-class neighborhoods. And then lastly, what have you learned about yourself from sharing your story? I think hmm one thing I've learned about myself is that literally I will do whatever it takes in order to make this business successful. Um, I mean, I haven't shared the full story. And I think as entrepreneurs, you don't really share all of the hardship. But when I get to that point where I'm like vulnerable enough to share the hardship that, um, entre- that I've gone through, um, I definitely think that... I realized more and more, like, wow, I really kind of do whatever it takes in order for the business to be successful.
2: To me, joy is something that comes from seeking my truth and my journey towards it. As a child, I knew that my purpose was to help people, specifically in health. In 2009, I became a registered dietitian and started my career in healthcare ready to change people's lives. It didn't take long for me to realize that my role was not aligned with who I was. I knew that I was meant for more. I craved a way to create and spread my own messages. My agenda didn't match the agenda of healthcare. My job was monotonous and long. Every day, I checked the time often, waiting for the time to clock out and go home. I needed to sigh as I worked, my body feeling burdened. Not from the stress of work, but the stress of misalignment. There was one thing that I felt fulfillment in, and it was listening to my patients. Some of my patients just wanted to share their struggles of illness, health care family drama, and life. I found myself to be their brief source of emotional comfort. I knew there was something special there, but I didn't know what to do with that nugget. I continued to struggle until I finally found a small but powerful hint. One day, I was feeling unsettled. I rolled out my yoga mat. Standing in mountain pose, closed my eyes and breathed. I felt instant relief. At that moment, I knew that this was something I needed to study. Not just taking yoga classes, but to study and understand it. Yoga teacher training was a magical experience. The biggest realization I had was so simple. Truth. It was loud and clear that I was not living my truth and that I needed to do something about it. But I had recently accepted a solid promotion. There was war inside of me, a new shiny job that would place me in financial comfort, and the truth now screaming in my ear. I let that truth sit patiently within me. And just a few months into that job, the day finally came. I didn't just want to leave. I had to. I felt peace. I walked out of my career in 2017, into the unknown. With just trust. Till this day, I don't have the rational explanation as to why that one breath on my yoga mat that day led me to yoga teacher training. But I believe that my intuition, that I had ignored for years, finally made itself heard. Today, I'm an intuitive eating coach. I help women heal their relationship with food and body image. I'm serving people in health. I see my clients thrive transform, and glow. I now see that nugget I picked up years ago listening to my patients with a seed of my passion. My clients share with me that they feel safe with me, that they're grateful from their bottom of their heart. They are empowered. They're learning to trust. They're eating to nourish their bodies and souls without feeling guilty, and that is my truth. I found
3: my joy. My name is Victoria Albina, and I'm the host of the Feminist Wellness Podcast. I'm also a certified life coach, holistic nurse practitioner, and a breathwork somatic meditation facilitator. I'm also the creator of the six-month online coaching program, The Feminist Wellness Guide to Overcoming Codependency, which is the culmination of 20 years in health and wellness, and will go live again in fall 2020. I come to this work after a lifetime of being sick. What I didn't realize through the dozens of doctor's visits, years of tests, conventional and holistic treatments was that the root cause of my irritable bowel syndrome, exhausting and painful heartburn, chronic pain, intermittent depression and anxiety, had so much more to do with my mindset, my thoughts, my sense of self and self-regard, than it had to do with my body. Yes, I needed to deal with a parasite, with my leaky gut, my food sensitivities, with small intestine and large intestine bacterial overgrowth. And one of the key reasons I stayed so sick for so long was because of my chronic codependent and perfectionist thinking, thoughts that told me I had to put other people ahead of myself. That what other people thought of me, their needs, their wants for my life, was more important than my own dream and aspirations. That keeping other people pleased with me, happy with me, approving of me, mattered more than my own joy. And I spent a lifetime trying to be everything to everyone, and kept coming up short, because I wasn't in alignment with my own authentic self. Instead... I was living for other people, and it showed in my physical and mental health. I was full of resentment because I was chronically putting other people's needs ahead of my own, and when they didn't do the same, I was so frustrated. I took it personally, and I was exhausted in every way by trying to take care of everyone else more than I was taking care of me always doing things for others they could do for themselves, and not doing what I truly needed for my own healing. I was swirling in codependency, perfectionism, self-doubt, and all of that kept me really anxious, and telling the story over and over that I was stuck, because I was stuck, stuck in old thoughts that kept me playing both victim and villain in my own life story. It wasn't until I learned to listen deeply to my body, to feel my feelings, which I had been expertly avoiding for decades, how to understand and give love to my nervous system responses, and that my thoughts create my feelings. It wasn't until I was able to apply the thought work protocol that I teach my clients to my own life that everything began to shift. I began to see the urge inside me to blame other people when things didn't go my way. The urge inside me to not take care of myself. To try to make others happy with me at my own expense. And I learned how to pause, to breathe, and to put the focus back on myself. My wants, my needs, my desires, and how to get truly interdependent, not codependent, with the people in my life. I learned about polyvagal theory and the role the nervous system plays in keeping us sick and suffering. My mind and body were stuck in a chronic old response. And the first step in my healing was learning to listen to my own needs, which was foreign to me for sure. To rewind about 40 years, I was born in Mar del Plata, Argentina in 1979 under the Leo sun. My country was in the midst of a dirty war. A military dictatorship, and the world there then was tense, to say the least. I lived my first few years in a household full of familia. We lived in an apartment building with my abuelo upstairs, my Tia and her husband downstairs. How we do in Latin America. There was music in that home, the sounds of family, connection, love, care. So much support for me, my parents, my little sister. It was a magical time that my conscious mind barely remembers and feels imprinted in my body and spirit. We moved to the U.S. when I was small, and those days feel less present in my memory. I know my mom did the best she could, but my dad was working 24-7 those days, and I know they were both lonely for home, for familia, our culture, our beach town, the bustle of Buenos Aires, everything we knew from a cultura so different from West Philly in the early 80s. We were the only Argentines I knew. Growing up in the great state of Rhode Island was lonely. I was really different from the other kids. So different from the other Latinos with my thick Argentine accent, my weird lunches, chubby in a cultura that was not okay with that, gregarious and loud, boisterous and demonstrative. I felt like too much. I felt alien, other, and weird. Finally, I found my way to the theater, to the slam poetry of the 90s, and to Oberlin College. It was there that I first felt what community feels like. And I learned that people didn't have a belly ache all the time. And seriously, I remember saying something to my roommate about my 24-7, uh-oh tummy, and her being like, wait, what? <laughs> And I learned that my symptoms were not exactly normal, which was quite the surprise. So I dove in, saw all the doctors, had all the scans, took all the treatment. And after two years of it, I felt 0% better. In fact, I felt worse. So Oberlin being Oberlin, a friend recommended that I take the alternative women's health class. And wow, did that change my life. I started to learn about herbs, nutrition, and this then bizarre concept to me called having feelings other than anger, joy, and sadness. My horizons broadened, but my tummy was still a hot mess. After college, I continued to muddle through, constantly in pain, pushing away my feelings trying to take care of the world. I moved to Boston, where I worked in all sorts of settings to try to take care of others, eventually getting a master's in public health, nerding out, achieving, getting external validation with those shiny A pluses, accepting nothing less. I worked as a birth doula, I built composting toilets and greywater recycling systems throughout Latin America, and I loved my work, but I still felt like garbage. The belly pain, the joint pain, the depression, so much anxiety. And still, my goal was to help make others feel better, putting myself last. Eventually, I moved to San Francisco to become a nurse practitioner at the University of California, San Francisco. And there, I worked with a holistic provider who helped me heal my body. It was in those years that my dear and brave friend Becca took the risk and pointed out my codependent and perfectionist mindset habits to me. I recommended that I work with a life coach, something I would never even heard of, and was really excited to try after she sung the praises of investing in herself to work with a dedicated guide who could show me my mind and help me to find peace within myself. And wow, am I glad I took her advice. I started working with a life coach and started to see my old thought habits in Technicolor. All the ways I was putting others ahead of myself and how that was keeping me last. Keeping me sick. Always. As I grew in my career, first working in primary care while teaching other nurses and later starting my own functional medicine practice here in New York, I came to realize just how much my patients' mindsets, their sense of self stories about themselves and their health, their identity as sick people, as broken, as people in need of healing was holding them back. And that what they really needed, much like I did all those years, was to know in their bones that they, that you are your own medicine, that each of us has the power to heal ourselves from the inside out. That there is no physical health without mental health, and that if you aren't your number one priority, you're no one's number one priority, and that self-love and radical self-acceptance are the most vital parts of healing. These realizations came slowly, one by one, as I healed my own heart, got in touch with my emotions, wants, needs, and rippled my own healing out to my patients little by little, slowly moving away from my previous functional medicine focus on supplements, testing data, and towards helping women and humans socialized as women to reclaim our power, strength, confidence, ability to heal on a deeper level, in a deeper way. For the long call. So, this is my work now as a life coach to help women to take their lives back from anxiety, overwhelm, fatigue, and stress that comes from decades of codependent and perfectionist thinking. Through evidence-based means, because as a nerd, I shall always nerd out first. And so I bring in positive psychology, cognitive behavioral methodologies, somatic methods like breathwork meditation, and teach folks to learn how to feel your feelings deeply without fear. And through this work, my clients reparent themselves, heal their relationship with their inner child, their parents, partners, and most importantly, with their selves learning how to manage their adult minds and respond to their nervous systems with love and care instead of reacting with anxiety or panic. And it's been so amazing to watch these transformations happen to see women completely and radically change their experience of being alive, And how that healing flows out to their families, friends, workplaces, and the world as they learn to establish healthy boundaries, speak their needs, prioritize themselves, and live with passion and joy. And I'm so grateful to do the work I do on the daily to bear witness to these transformations. And through it all, I continue to grow because you can only take your clients as deep as you are willing to go yourself. So I coach myself daily, do my breath work, journal, meditate, put myself first. So I have the energy to hold space so others can heal themselves. It's a wild gift, and I'm so grateful for the life I've been able to cultivate. And what I've learned about myself from sharing my story is that I don't regret being sick for most of my life. I don't wish it away. Now, from a place of wild and deep healing, a belly that is calm and dependable, through all the suffering, the pain, the sleepless nights, the breakups, the failures, I'm so grateful for my circuitous path to this very moment of feeling alive and so good in my body and my relationships, to be able to bring everything I've learned and lived through to the work I do to help others heal. My life's purpose, my passion, my dream is to help women to live with intention and radical self-love, to release the old stories that are holding us all down, and to learn how to live life on our own terms. I deeply believe this is my soul's mission on this planet, to bring all the knowledge, training, experience, and wisdom I've been so privileged to have to every human who needs it. This is why I do the work I do and teach what I teach on my podcast for free so we can all heal in our own ways. I also dream of a world where there is true equality and equity for all humans, animals, and the earth, where we are all held up as perfect, amazing, and worthy of endless and unconditional love and care. This is a big part of what feminism means to me. What true healing for all of us as a humanity means to me. Equality, equity for all creatures of all genders, all races, all creeds, all kinds, always. I am so endlessly grateful to be able to do this work and to have healed, to be healing, and to help guide others to see the wild power we each have within us to be our own healer. As I'm fond of saying, and believe deeply in my spirit, when one of us heals, we help heal the world, and I'm so grateful to be a part of it all. Be well, my darling. You are loved.
0: This is Seek the Joy Podcast, the power of storytelling. Join us. Share your story. For more information and to get involved, visit SeekTheJoyPodcast.com. This series airs the third week of every month. And make sure to join us for Seek the Joy Tuesday. Until then, thank you for your honesty. Thank you for your bravery. Thank you for your joy. Thank you for being here.